0: Boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher.
1: It was a great night of racing out at Sandown last night and on this morning's show I'll be taking a look back at the night that was, looking at some of the runs, the highlights and catching up with the key players.
0: RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Green light for the Harrison Dawson at Group 1. About to go. Racing, and Orson Allen began fast. The favourite He's charging over. Away quickly, Dinoruntha, but Orson Allen goes through to lead from Dinoruntha's Southern Ripple. To the outside, Flynn, then spearhead slingshot hammer. Well back to blackjack, Neo, and last go seek, Fernando. Orson Allen balling off the railway side, let it by four. Southern Ripple went to second, then Runther and Flynn. It's Orson Allen the leader. Turn by two, Southern Ripple runs the race, but Orson Allen goes all of the way. What a win. Orson Allen by a length and a half beats Southern Ripple, third runther and then Flynn a close-up fourth, in a terrific Harrison Dawson. Followed then by Blackjack Neo, Slingshot Hammer, then Spearhead and last in go Seek Fernando, 29-26 to the outrageous Orson Allen.
1: The Harrison Dawson and Corey Grenfell sitting next to me here and, uh, G Corey, this greyhound Orson Allen, he's taken you on a ride too, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, no, he has. He's, um, you know, once he got his first group win, he, he sort of just never looked back and he he's, um he's just found he, you know, he had to come out of the box now and uh, you know, he hasn't looked back since he'd done that and that's why he's winning these races, he's just learnt with maturing.
1: It took a while though, didn't it? He had a few cracks. Yeah, the long did. cup was one of them.
2: Yeah, it did. It, um, you, know, you, you get a little bit worried, you know the dog's got the ability to, to win these races that he's winning but when he kept making errors at the start and you know, throwing the races away it's a relief as, you know, in a way to you know, see him do what he's doing.
1: Do you sometimes second guess yourself as a trainer? What am I doing wrong? What could I do better? Have I done this? Have I prepared well enough? Have I underdone him, overdone him? Does that go through your mind when you make these finals and you can't crack one?
2: Yeah, oh, look, you'd be lying if you said no. But it's um, you sort of just got to go back to basics, and um, you know we know the dog better than anyone, and um, you know it's just about getting confidence with this dog. It's you know if he gets banged up a couple of times, he just loses his confidence and he doesn't jump, and. Um, Leading into the, the Country Cups and the Perth Cup, he, he just he shang out out of the boxes a couple of times and found that confidence. And he, um, we lost it again in the, I think it was Easter Cup, he off box eight. He, um, he missed it again. And then, you know, his last two, he's, he's, he's pinged the lid and that's, that's just where he does his best racing.
1: Think, oh,
3: sorry, Jason. Sorry, Smart And speaking on knowing on the dog, and one of his biggest fans has just joined us back at the table, <laughs> Mick Floyd and Mick Outroids' performance. one
4: Another... Really good effort from, from Orson Allen. Yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, I actually had him picked out about September last year as a Melbourne Cup-type dog. And um, in truth, it'll probably come around a little bit too soon for him. He's, uh, if the Melbourne Cup was around this time of the year, obviously he'd be uh, right in the mix. But uh, um, has there been anything about him? Have you changed anything with him to help him get out that little bit quicker <laughs> and consistently?
2: Uh, the only thing we've really changed is we've, you know, we went out to Geelong and gave him a, a you know 400-meter trial and he got the finish on the arm. And, you know, that, that sort of adds to the confidence of the dog. And he... Um, like I said, back, I, think you, I remember you saying that about September last year, <laughs> but he, um, he, he seemed to have um, missed a start a couple of times in the group races down here. And, um, yeah, just that confidence and maturing, and I think that's just done in the world of, world of good.
4: And that confidence, we saw it in the heat last week when uh, he came out of the boxes and, and clouded straight into Flynn, but he bounced straight off and kept going. It, it, um, you know, six months ago, he might not have be been the same situation.
2: Yeah he, uh, yeah, he was a bit worried when, it, when we whacked, but... Um, You know, it just shows that he's drived it in the will to chase, and that's just what makes him such a good dog now. And, um, you know, the next couple of months are going to be very interesting.
1: Do you think, Corey, the turning point um, was the Horsham Cup at all? Um, That might be a silly question. He broke the track record in the final there, but he just, I don't know, was that a race or was it the Perth Cup perhaps that you just thought all of a sudden, I think I've finally, you know, he's matured, this is a we know what sort of future he's got. Um, he turned the corner, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, looking at back at his form, I think Geelong probably brought him into it um, a little bit more than the others, but, you know, it all started from Geelong. Yeah. You know, I think... I can't remember what he ran in the heat, but it was flying, and um, and then the final, he got held up early by Speedstar, and he's, um, he's just gotten better and better from that sort of... that race. Mm. Um, and that, yeah, it's just it's all about his, his box manners and that's what brings in the races that, he, that they do.
3: And Corey, we heard from Rob Camilleri before, of course, trainer of Rajasthan, and he said this sort of win gives him confidence as a, as, a, as a trainer and for you being a young trainer on the up, Orson Allen doing what he's doing, does that give you confidence in your own ability as well?
2: Yeah, it does. Look, it, tomorrow morning's going to be, you know, all smiles and um, look, it, it motivates you to, to push forward and um, and, you know, we're in a bit of a tough time at the moment too, which obviously helps, you know, pushing forward and the, you know, gives you the positives, you know, that the, there's so many negatives as well, but the, the positives of winning races like this it just motivates you to push forward and, you know, keep striving to, to win these sort of races and it's just, it's a thrill. <laughs> what
1: was going? What's been going through your mind this week? Um, in the preparation for this race, I, I guess most trainers it's just business as usual. You you keep the same routine with the greyhound, but. There's always that heightened thought of, you know, I'm in a Group 1 this week. What was going through your head, your day-to-day work?
2: Well, you don't, you don't want to change much because, you know, you don't change what's broken, but um, I think I said that wrong. But we'll, we don't we, try know fix what we, meant. What, yeah, we know what you went. Yeah, um, yeah, I won't say anything because I'm right going
1: again.
2: to go. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, look, we're, we're in the middle of... We've just bought a property as well, so, it's, um, you know, my mind's been a little bit there and... Um, you know, we, we, we come in today hoping that we could we to, you know, set up for the future and do those sort of things. But no, look, we don't we don't change anything with him. It's, um, you know, he's a winning formula with him and we just stick at that.
3: And after his, sorry Mick, after his Perth Cup win, there was discussion around retiring to start and and uh, you were firm in saying he's going to race for the period that was immediate following that. Does a win in, like tonight change plans at all with him?
2: Uh, well, I can't really comment on, you know, Brendan and Jan and that thing, but um look I think with the Brisbane Cup coming up and that's worth two hundred and fifty thousand now, it's oh, it would be mad not to go for a race like that, you know, especially with the form he's in now, it's you know, it's not that long. Well not that far away, then you know, the Melbourne Cup wouldn't be far after that, so it's I'm only taking a you know, a guess, but hopefully we can see him right through the Melbourne Cup and hopefully finish on a high.
4: And of course, uh, in between there, there's the Nationals as well, which are in Perth this year, so uh, group one winner on the track there, he might as well keep him going for a little bit longer and at least get to the Nationals and then uh, from there onwards.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice, it's, you know, if it all goes to plan, he could crack that million dollars, but <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves.
4: Brendan and just uh, make sure you're listening in and uh, we'll keep him going for a bit longer, but yeah, look, he's got uh, 600,000 in prize money to his name now, he's a track record holder, uh, dual group one winner and a couple of country cups as well, so there's not much more else for him to do on the track. Um, as a stud prospect, though, he has got an enormous, enormous potential.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, I've already had a couple of messages tonight after the race, and it just seems to be a thing that you know, when he when he performs the way he does, it's they just seem to flood. You know, you know everyone wanting a straw, and yeah, like on his breeding and what he's done on the track, it's. I think he's going to be a very bright stud dog. But he's only
1: just turned three. He's only just you three. Know, he's got
4: uh, six months at least.
1: Uh, at least, but I just think. It, you know, these dogs don't come along very often and I'm sure Corey you've got you have got some good dogs. You've had Dinah chance to take out another feature tonight. Um but it's one of those things when they're gone you, you think, gee, they're hard to come by again. They're not easily replaceable, not a dog of his caliber. So, you know, it's, I, I just think keep him racing as long as he's fit and sound and you know, you can keep him keep his confidence up and you've got that all those years ahead, you've got ten years at start, have <laughs> you? Really want to. Uh, just, but... bef-
4: just before we go to race, uh, race 11 here at Santa Park, quick word on Dinah Chancer. who was very good again tonight over the uh, 700 in the listed event. Yeah, no, he was. He, um,
2: the, he does his best race when he can find, you know, close to the front, or if not the front, and, um, yeah, look, he's, he's just a good chaser, and he's, he's just such an honest dog, and, you know, you wish you'd have plenty more of him, but, you know, he, between him and Orson, it's just been a real good ride, and, yeah, it'll be sad when that day comes that they finish.
0: And the green light, the girls are ready for the Sapphire Crown. Set, racing, Neo Cleo began well out fast near the rail, Militant Spirit and Miss Innings was away quickly, Miss Innings charging over, gets over to lead. down and out went Zipping Bailey and also Crimson Vixen down the back. Miss innings, the leader, led by three, Neo Cleo. To the inside, Go Seek Heidi, and then Militant Spirit. A break back to Mapunga, Frankie, and Poise, but Neo Cleo swept up on the outside, takes the lead from Go Seek Heidi, and it's Neo Cleo storming clear to win the Sapphire. Neo Cleo by a length and a quarter, Go Seek Heidi, and it was a rough Sapphire crown. Third miss innings, just ahead of Militant Spirit. A break, Mapunga, Frankie, Poise, and after tumbling... Zipping Bailey looks to have completed the course, as has Crimson Vixen 2968 and the favourite home to score.
1: The Sapphire Crown, congratulations with Neo Cleo. Um, gee, that was a tough win, a tough Thank go you. early.
5: Yeah, it was. It didn't go to plan either, but we got no. the money. It was the main thing. It was, it was uh, one of those races where we were all hoping she would jump like she did last week, and, and either clear them or be sitting second, and and uh, from behind. Um, I actually lost her. I couldn't find her and dogs were going everywhere. And it wasn't until the 600 boxes I found that she was sitting second and I, I was very relieved.
1: Absolutely. Now, Jason, I think it was you during the week, perhaps in your preview, you said, I can't see her jumping two weeks in a row as well as she did. I, I don't want to take words out of your yeah. mouth. And, and that's exactly what happened, isn't it? And um, I, I think we all thought she just, you know, we know she's got that pace. But, Robert, when she's down the back... You must have thought, I know she can run a strong 5.95 here. I've still got a really good chance.
5: As I said, I was just relieved to see her up there and not um, out the back, and um, I didn't know what was in front. Um, all I know is that I was relieved that she was back in the race, and as I say, she finished it off in great style. And As I say, these windy nights, I feel that uh, sometimes it messes up really good box dogs because they don't hear the lure coming as well as uh, on a very still night. They don't time it right. And uh, I had that fear tonight that when it was very gusty that uh, she may miss it like other dogs. She's not the only dog in the race, of course, but she, she missed it a touch, but she did get a little bit of a, a check straight after the start too, and I think that just took her off again. And
3: for various reasons, she's, she's jumped around between kennels over the past six months, but since she's joined yours, it just seems like she hasn't missed a beat. She's just from the outside looking in, she's just been the ultimate,
5: ultimate professional? Oh, she's, she's thrived on the work. We worked well hard and she, she loves it. Um, she looks well, but in saying that, before I got her, she was an outstanding dog too. So to get a dog come into your kennel like that, um, is, is, you, you can't really take the credit. You're taking a very good dog.
1: I mentioned that to Andrew before. I said exactly that. I said, I'm sure when you got her, you haven't really improved her. No. You've maintained the yep. standard that she was at because Absolutely. Robert and Wendy had her in outstanding Absolutely. form. Well, at one stage,
5: um, I think she won 10 or 11 in a row. And, yeah. and she's a high-class animal. And the fact that she can run over different distances is a real bonus in itself.
1: You might have another Fanta bail
5: Well, <laughs> Well, I wouldn't dive out trying. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, of course you won't.
1: But, uh, what's next for Neo
5: Cleo? Um, I don't know, but I'll probably take her to Brisbane as well for the uh, Winter Cup. 700? No, for the Winter Cup. The, uh, oh, the sprint. The sprint. Okay, yep. uh, I- I'm just not certain. Um, my gut feel is she can't stay. Uh, I think she's a brilliant 600-metre bitch, but her run-home time suggests that um, she probably can't stay. But as I said before, I never dive out finding out.
1: Now, Robert, one last thing. I'm going to test your memory here. Ravello, in 1990, won the Sapphire Classic, it yes. was, as it was called. Were you training him then? Yes. You were. Yeah. Because, yeah. It, like I mentioned, he was my yeah. very first pet greyhound that yeah. I had and then the father of my very yeah. first yes, greyhound.
5: Uh, um, Chariot Supreme's Barb's Melody, and he was... Uh, I had barbaric a little before, and they were outstanding dogs for us. Um, he was... I would say in this era of prize money, he was a dog that may have won, uh, you know, pretty close to three quarters of a million dollars. Really? Yeah. He was. old Nelson. He, he won. Uh, he won close to a hundred thousand dollars in nineteen ninety. Mm. Um, outstanding animal.
1: And yeah. he was a real speedster, Jason. Um, he just jumped straight to the front, didn't he? And...
5: Oh, and the best chaser I've ever had. He was just, and the fact you say you had him as a pet, he's, he's one dog that's as testimony, to the fact that. Every dog can make a pet because uh, I never thought he would because he was a, he was a nutcase. <laughs> he uh, he would the type of dog, if the lure went round, he'd turn around and try to bite you in the face. He was crazy. He
1: didn't tell me that. Yeah, he was. But... And what was he
3: like at, Simone, at home, Simone? Oh, I... still, is that Ravello still the dog that's at
1: your home? <laughs> no, that, no. He's the father of the dog that I yeah, had stuffed yeah, in what the What do you think room?
4: of the fact that Simone... Has not, a, would you ever consider having one of your grand stuffed? Not really. No. no. <laughs> you, see, you see enough of them day and night.
1: No, I couldn't part with one of his progeny, who was very good to me, one here at Sandown, and I I could never part with him. So um, he still lives there. So Ravello's sort of um, somewhere there in the ethernet. Oh,
5: Mm -hmm. he was just one of the the best greyhounds I ever had. I think he won about 35 races. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so lucky to... I think a dog like that sort of set you on your path, and that was the dog he was.
0: And the best stayers are ready for the Sandown Cup. Green light about to go. Away and racing. Tornado tears slow to begin. Out fast. Rajas Dan from the outside. And he's going to zip over and lead and put up three lengths early. Poco Dorado went to second. They're followed by Pepper Tide. Now Tornado tears. He dives to the inside. Seven off the lead. A lap to go. Then Blue Moon rising. Bago bye-bye. Well back. Aller enchanted in two times twice. It's Rajasthan the leader. Pressured by Poco Dorado. Three lengths away. Pepper Tide. Tornado tears. Oh, he's held up the fave. Check to last. As they wheel, the leader Rajasthan, a length in front, Poco Dorado, Peppertide's the one winding up, and then Ella Enchanted, it's still Rajasthan in front, and Rajasthan wins the Sandown Cup by a length, Ella Enchanted, third Pepper Tide. what a terrific Sandown Cup, third went to the uh, the runner on there, Peppertide, and they were trailed in by Poco Dorado, then Blue Moon Rising, well back to the trailers. Tornado Tears, well he had no luck. The champion, two times twice, and Vago, bye bye. It's an upset. 41.90 for Rajasthan.
3: We thought history was going to be made with Tornado Tears going back to back. He jumped favourite, but it wasn't to be. And the fairy tale story has gone to the way of Rajasthan. And just before officials take place, I'll have a chat to Rob Camilleri, who's got the the other end of the collar from Rajasthan, and. Rob, what an absolute thrill it is. We heard from Deb behind the boxes before, how emotional she was, and she said it's a it's a
6: life changer. Would you agree with that? It is, mate. For us, it definitely is. Like, um, we've had a lot of bad luck in a lot of races, and we've got the best bunch of owners you have ever seen in your life. Gave us a chance with this dog, and, it's just karma. It really is. I'm not joking. They'll tell you the whole story when you speak to them, but they're going to be over the moon, seriously. And just a brief backstory behind these owners and, and how you got this dog? Mate, they're a young bunch of blokes. They don't go buy expensive dogs, but they've got a real good eye for a dog. And look at their stroke rates over the moon, you know. And they're just young blokes wanting to have fun in the game. And, and look at this. It's just the best you can ever get.
3: And what does this mean? I know you guys have, have won a few feature races in, in recent times, but this is a world's richest race for stage you've just won it.
6: Oh, look. Words can't describe it. Seriously, like and to win it with a great bunch of people, we've won it with with Deb, Deb my partner, and the and the kids and stuff. Well, you know, words can really just can't describe it. So, for us, it's something probably never happen again. So we're going to enjoy the hell out of it right now. Is it a surprise to you? It was. Yeah. Look, at this, I know there's three of him in his head. And the right one turned up tonight and probably run this race five times over and he wouldn't run a place, but tonight he put his right foot forward and made everyone proud, he really did.
3: And the group race in Caledon now towards, uh, turns towards the northern part of the country, up in Queensland. Is that's somewhat on the
6: agenda after tonight. Oh, look, we'll travel anywhere where we think we can win a race, and we'll give him a go. Like he, and He's paid his way now. He doesn't know anyone anything, so he'll definitely have a crack for sure. Well, Rob, congratulations. have made history. Rajasthan's made history. You, Deb, everyone's made history, so congratulations. Oh, thanks very much. Thank you.
4: Well, well done to the winners. Of course, uh, Tornado Tears was the uh, short price favourite, the champion greyhound not to be. And uh, I mentioned to Simone that if there's a trainer that perhaps uh, just uh, accept what happens and by the by, and that's racing, not going to kick any uh, doors and get too carried away, unless he does it behind closed doors and we don't know. But Rob Britton, we kindly welcome Rob Britton to our live broadcast on RSN and uh, Carnival. Rob, bad luck, but as Simone mentioned, um, that's racing. Yeah, it is racing, Andrew. It's, uh, um,
5: we thought before the uh, uh, race, he could have been in trouble from that wide draw and and uh, he was never out of trouble in the race. Uh, I thought up the back that he had a chance to go through and then uh, the gap closed, he nearly went over the fence. So it was just one of those things that uh, um, it wasn't our night, but as long as he's pulled up well, that's all I ask for because there's another race around the corner.
1: I did mention before, Robert, um, of course we're talking about Tornado Tears here, but we'll get to your Group 1 win with Neo Cleo very shortly. But um, how can we not talk about Tornado Tears? But I mentioned to Andrew that um, even if that was his last race, and I'm certainly not certainly not preempting it at all, I think you would be very much, well, that's racing. We've had an enormous ride. Happy with what the dog's done. The owner, Michael Ivers, um, would be just as equally thrilled, and you would be, you know, you just one of those matter-of-fact things. Oh,
5: he's, he's given us a great ride, the dog. There's no doubts about that. Um, I, I'm, I'd like to think the dog will race for another 12 months. Uh, I just think that uh, he's had some rough racing in the last uh, few weeks, plus an injury. Um, Greyhound racing is a confidence game, and as I say, probably two or three runs where things go your way, all of a sudden it comes back together. And that's not just him, that's all dogs. So as I said, I'm I'm very confident that, uh, uh, as we saw last week, the ability's still there. He's just got to get a few breaks, and when you think his last three group races he's had uh, boxes... uh, I think it's four, five, six, or five, six, four, six, six. six. six, Yeah, Yeah, five, six, six. So he hasn't had things go his way, and and in racing, as you know, that you need things to go your way. You can't make one mistake in these top races.
1: Andrew, excuse me, raised a really good point before Robert, and that was um, why do you think it is that he started going to the rails? Is it? I've never thought about it before. um, As he's gotten older. Did many greyhounds just all of a sudden change their racing patterns?
5: Uh, it, it may be. It's usually the other way. A dog gets a little bit windy and he starts to move off a bit. But uh, dogs looking to the fence, it can, be a, it can be their undoing at the same time it can win you a race. So, yeah. as I say, I, I feel that uh, uh, that was an unusual race tonight. There was pace everywhere for a staying race. And uh, I could see him sitting about six early and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, And in running, Rob, there was just dogs inside of him the whole way around. And for me, I was watching on, and there was
3: probably two or three times where I thought, here we go, he's still in with a chance. Yeah, Did you think the same thing? Absolute, Especially the halfway absolutely. down the back straight. He um,
5: was about to gain momentum, and he just got that vital check. Yeah, i got no doubts. That the, I don't know whether he would have got up to win, but the, the check down the back, side on, you don't see it. But what actually happened is there was a gap there, and he went to go through, and it closed very quickly, and he actually brushed against the fence. And that's when he went up in the air, and that was the end of the race.
1: Well, Robert, <coughs> disappointing. Sorry, so Sam. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry is it,
5: does he go to Brisbane now, straight away? Uh, yeah, we will. We'll, uh, uh, I'll make up my mind whether we send him um, straight away or just wait for a couple of days before the heat. So I'm just not sure, certain yet.
1: The Group 1 Sandown Cup, Harrison Dawson and Sapphire Crown. Keep those tails wagging.